Welcome everybody to the Affiliated Podcast. We are so excited to be talking to you today. Specifically, I'm really excited for the very dapper Thomas McMahon to be joining me. Always super fun. And the slobby Kyle Kosteka here today. And we're going to be talking about something that, well, funny enough, isn't a question that we used to get, but um, because of a really exciting thing we did last year, we get a lot more often. And that is, which is better for my business? Which is more profitable, CPA or RevShare? So a great question. Really good thing to talk about. Um, and let's just jump right into it right now because we're going to give you exactly what you need to know. Um, decide maybe which one's going to be right for your business or which one's going to be right for which affiliate might be a better way to fix that. Yeah, no, I think it's a great topic. We're seeing existing you know, vendors and sellers on our platform going, should I layer in CPA now? Should I be offering this with my existing offers? We're seeing new people come to the platform going, oh, you have CPA, now I can play with it. And maybe before we get too deep into this, we should level set real quick for listeners and just describe what is what do we mean by rev share? What do we mean by CPA? Probably specifically to what we talk about on ClickBank too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's. So we're just using all these acronyms and stuff. People are like, well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> what we're really talking about is the idea of having a flat amount that you pay for every single sale, sale which would be CPA, versus a percentage of the sale, which is rev share. And one of the big distinctions there um, is rev share also means sharing the burden of risk of returns between affiliate and offer owner. So if I if I am getting a return later, that also takes those commissions back from the affiliate yeah, under so if a rev share platform. you paid me 50% on yeah. a CPA, or excuse me, on a rev share, right, then a refund happened, I, the affiliate, would actually lose that 50% to make the customer whole on the cost per action model, the CPA model, you're gonna pay me 50 bucks per action and ClickBank, that's a sale. And then if that refund happens, the click, the media affiliate still keeps that $50 and the vendor, you the seller, has to make the customer whole out of your funds. Yeah, so and, and so that's essentially break it down and it really comes down to then risk and preference is, is what commonly, is what we'll discuss a lot today. I will say, I think one of the first things whenever you're having this conversation that it, I don't know if you experienced the same thing, Offer owners always prefer RevShare. They would much rather be in a RevShare space, um, especially when you're first starting out with the affiliate program because there's just less risk. We're yeah. we're gonna share that risk. Um, I don't have to worry about an affiliate that might drive a bunch of returns. And because I built my CPA with an estimate, an estimate of returns, um, all of a sudden I'm in a cash negative position. So um, there's obviously a lot of risk associated with that, but let's kind of break down um, that that question of profitability and what's right for what business. And, and why don't we actually go with, um, just to tease the excitement of CPA later, <laughs> we're actually gonna start with what we have known best for the longest amount of time on Rev ClickBank, share. which is RevShare. Yeah. Um, so talk a little about why you think RevShare is good or maybe some of the pitfalls for it, Thomas. Yeah, I, I, we could probably break it down to like almost like a pros and cons list yeah. in a way, right? I think pros of a revenue sharing model with affiliates is that it is, in my opinion, more holistic, if that's the right word. Right, like you're kind of sharing that, you can call it risk. I like to look at a more positive avenue or just the business health, right? Like, yeah, if you, Mr. Affiliate, drive sales that you know, you're marketing a certain way that increase refunds, right? I, the seller, don't want to eat all that cost myself, especially if I'm a newer business and I don't have cash reserves to offset a bunch of refunds coming in 30 days later or something, right? Like that customer is now made whole from all parties, not just me. And the risk is, shared across both channels there. I think it makes sense that way to kind of start relationships that way too. I think it's easier to kind of understand and like, yeah, this is a shared platform here um, with those sales happening. I like it too, because it can often be a higher for some people kind of payout 
right? Because you can go, yeah, I can pay a 90 plus percent on, let's say, a digital offer. I can pay a 90 plus percent through the whole funnel um, with every single upsell step to two affiliates, knowing that if refunds happen, I'm not eating the full customer acquisition cost and the full AOV to make that customer whole. And that I can try to pay the maximum, maximum, maximum amount on a rev share basis without that fear of going negative. Yeah, and I think you you hit a big one. You actually do see it's a lot easier to ask for more on a rev share yeah. platform. And that's mm -hmm. what I kind of break down to because when you're asking more on a flat rate CPA, um, that offer owner has to go and do a lot of math. And we all know <laughs> that people love math intrinsically, right? Um, you know, and they don't. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, <laughs> so I have to go and look at my data and then project what that data is going to look like in the future and hope that my business could absorb whatever I'm going to pay you. It's going to be a friction-oriented conversation versus rev share. I have a good idea what my margins are. I could, I don't even really have to do much to calculate that, right? I should know from a percentage level, here's how much I make or my costs are on every single sale. And so here's where I, you know, here's where my margin is. And now I just have all this play between here and there. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that now returns aren't a portion of that, right? So I think that really makes a, an easier conversation. We actually found when we switched over to CPA, there were some affiliates that were making more money than what they got, um, making more money on RevShare than what they were being offered on CPA. So yeah, um, I'm excited to dig into that a little bit more in a bit because yeah, I think one of the con like one of the mistakes I'm seeing people make on CPA is probably thinking they're paying as high as they can, but they're probably not paying enough. Yeah, like, and or, or they're not paying as high as they actually could. Yeah, yeah, and we'll definitely get into that, but I think it really goes down to that psychology mm -hmm. of the uncertainty of a CPA. So um, as I think you hit the nail on the head, when you're talking, especially starting out, RevShare is just a really mutual way for both parties to enter into something with a level of like, hey, we know that there's some risk on your end, let us take part of that. Because there's risk for the affiliate as well. If you have a really bad offer yes. in the back end and they spend media and it's converting, but all of a sudden they lose a bunch of money seven days later, that's a lot of risk for them. They're gonna be out dollars. Yeah, we won't flame any specific brands here on the podcast, but we saw that happen, especially with kind of COVID early on when the kind of supply chains are getting super disrupted. We saw sellers selling products that weren't even in the fulfillment centers yet, mm -hmm. right? And then you saw refund rates spiking on these rev share models. Gosh, you know, 30, 60, 90 days later, and all of a sudden a media buyer who is pushing traffic on a high rev share model is now losing commission 30, 60, 90 days later from those refunds or chargebacks because the customers never got their products or are still waiting for those products. And now all of a sudden when they thought they were 10% profitable, they're actually 30% negative on their ad buying. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is a tough place to be in for a media buyer. And it's gonna be really hard as that seller to regain the trust of those media buyers to ever promote on rev share again with that. Yeah, and that transitions perfectly in kind of the con section. I think one of the biggest cons of RevShare is exactly what you just described. It's the risk of what happens after the sale for the affiliate, especially when they are media buyers. And that's where we see it the most. I don't think email affiliates or like a blog affiliate is going to care as much. Um, but boy, do you when you're spending media because all of a sudden now your metrics change and you have no way to really control it. So that's where RevShare could become... Uh, a bit of a downside. Are there any other cons um, that you could think of to rev share? Mm, I think it can be like when I, if I probably more on the media buying side, right? If I know that I need to, let's say if I'm a Facebook media buyer and I know I need to make 
X per customer, there's variance on rev share. One customer I might make $60 on, the next customer I might make $120 on because they took three more upsells. And so there's this degree of average that takes time to figure out and is always changing on rev share versus just knowing I'm gonna make 150 bucks per sale and I can bake that into my math on where I need to be converting on Facebook. And it's just much simpler on a, on a fixed dollar per customer on like a CPA model. Yeah, and, and that's big, especially, it doesn't sound like it could be as big, but even when you're having conversations with people, um, and I would tell this for all offerers, if you're using RevShare, um, comments like, oh, I give 65% of my commissions. And so now if I'm an affiliate and I really care about like, okay, I know my CPA when I'm driving traffic is this, so I need an average payout that's up here. And someone says 65% and I have to do again math. Nothing, right? You're yeah, like, like <laughs> well, okay. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's harder to get people to really buy in and promote when they have to go and figure out what that means. Mm -hmm. And then there's so much variability. Um, you know, they might have early on testing, maybe the only, maybe no one took an upsell for like their first three sales and they think, oh, this isn't going to do well. Yeah. Um, and you just had to wait. So, so you're right. a false positive where the first three took all the upsells and you think, mm -hmm. oh, my. Yeah, average commissions X and really at scale it's lower. Yeah, so definitely yeah. variance on smaller scale that you don't have with CPA. Yeah. So um, th that's definitely a con. With with that though, let's transition over into discussing a little bit more about CPA. So we yeah. talked a little about you know some of the differences and pros and cons of RevShare. Well, what are the pros with CPA? Why were you so excited to bring this onto the platform? Yeah, I think it really allows sellers to play with a different type of affiliate in a much better way. A lot of those, because of those cons of RevShare that we just talked about, right? If, a, if I'm a big media buyer, I don't wanna have to guess what I'm gonna be paid on a per action, on a per customer basis. I just wanna know, okay, great. I'm gonna make 125 bucks per sale I drive. And that means I know that I have to get X many customers on this campaign or my cost per click has to be Y for that to back out for me. And, I, and then, then if I also know that I'm not gonna have money pulled back from me, I can be very assured that, okay, I can run tighter margins, right? I can, because that's, I think what sellers don't often understand is how tight of margins that these media buyers can be running on. Because at scale, right, if you're pushing a thousand sales a day, these media buyers probably aren't in the 20 plus percent profit margin range. They're probably in the five <laughs> right percent profit margin range. And then if refunds are calling back from that, that's where things start to fall apart on a rev share model. But if you're 5% profitable at scale on a CPA model, you're golden. It can keep pushing that scale as long as everything's working on the seller side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and really, we had a conversation. It was with Eric way back when, but mm -hmm. a lot of media buyers, the primary place where they're getting bottom line revenue is through point system on credit cards. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, so, no. <laughs> so you know, there's not a ton of margin. That blew my mind when I first heard that. It's like, yeah, I'm actually running break even on my commission, and I'm getting two percent from Chase, and that's my profit. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, crazy. so that that's you're yeah. right. That's where CPA really plays a role, understanding mm -hmm. that. In such a tight margin business, which is just getting harder, it's not easier. We don't, no one's hearing like, oh, my Facebook margins are just getting bigger now. No, no, it's it's shrinking every single day with more volatility. So providing stability for affiliates, right, really opens things up. I even find that, especially for new affiliates, it's even more attractive as well. Yeah. Um, just because it's simple, right? It's simple. It's easy. I know what I'm going to get. Um, I know how it's going to scale. Um, I'm not going to have to worry about a bunch of changes that the offer owner might make um, that all of a sudden, just, you know, changes and fluctuates, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, it just is simple and yeah. simple is attractive to a lot more people. Yep. yep. So any other pros that you could think about with CPA? Well, I think a shift we've seen over the last 12 to 18 months 
um, has been these affiliates that have operated traditionally in like the CPL space, the cost per lead space, right? And some of these high paying, you know, if you want to call it insurance or kind of mortgage offers and things like that, that are paying out a cost per lead. These types of affiliates are now delving into more of a cost per acquisition CPA model where they can make, and they're realizing, oh, I can make actually good money on a cost per sale when I thought I could only go CPL because CPL's got a more uh, competitive in their niche too. So you're seeing this new type of media buyer come in and there's more of those media buyers willing to play, but you probably need to be offering a fixed CPA in order to get their attention. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's, I just want to reiterate that it's not just the same media buyers we've worked with for five plus years. There's a new breed, if you will, kind of coming in that's used to getting paid a fixed X per Y action. And yeah. if you can offer that fixed cost and it makes sense for them and it backs out for them, you can start to play with those people much better. Yeah. So a good way to think about it, if you're some of the biggest, I think the biggest plus to CPA is a, a larger pool of affiliates. Yeah. If you're only doing rev share, smaller smaller pool but i moved mm -hmm. to cpa boom my world gets a lot larger which means more traffic more sales more money hopefully which brings us to the con side yeah. which is where cpa rev share we talked about it's really easy to share that risk it's fine it's it's an easy way to structure that i won't lose a lot of money cpa doesn't necessarily have that same ease. So let's mm -hmm. talk a little about some of those yeah, costs. Yeah, like i just kind of realized like on the seller side offering cpa you're kind of uh you are taking on that math question, right? Versus the, putting it on the affiliate on the rev share model, right? So when you're offering CPA, it's very simple for the affiliate, reducing friction for the affiliate. It's simple, I'm gonna get paid X, but you as a seller are going, okay, but if the AOV from this affiliate is less than I think it's gonna be, I'm actually gonna be potentially going negative on customer acquisition now because I'm not offsetting that with a total AOV on this higher CPM paying on the front end. So that's where things can start to shift out. You have to figure out your cogs much tighter, right? Your cost of goods and all that much tighter. Um, and your refund rate and your quality rates have to be really dialed in for you to pay a higher, more aggressive CPA with confidence. So I think it just, that gets murkier. I think that's where we're seeing some like, oh, I can offer you a 80% rev share through the funnel. Um, and let's say the payout's 175 bucks, or I can pay you like $120 CPA. And affiliates are going, why is there a $50 difference on these payments like that doesn't make any sense to me and it's because the sellers are probably afraid of overpaying on cpa and losing their shirt mm -hmm. well and i think one thing too that that a lot of times even affiliates don't realize on rev share is they look at what they get paid but they don't look at what that return thing is on the rev share yeah. so they're they normally were evaluating just the front end percentage yeah, how this without the this week, right yeah. yeah yeah so it's like well you really need to look at like what your rev share would be over like a 90 day period mm -hmm. and compare that with cp but you're right it's still oftentimes higher because it's just so much more risk and math um so so one of the big things or cons of cpa is you have to be good at your math, you have to know your numbers, and you have to evaluate them frequently on an affiliate by affiliate basis. So tracking on CPA and reporting, I would argue could sometimes even be more challenging than what you experience on RevShare. Yeah. So um, some of the other things too, I, I mentioned, I think because the larger pool of affiliates, we talked about that, but the nature of CPA also attracts a lot more bad affiliates too. So if I'm worried yeah. about the traffic that I send because I know it's not high quality, am I likely to do rev share or I'm gonna look for a CPA <laughs> deal? Probably gonna look for a CPA deal because I don't have to deal with what happens afterwards, yeah. right? So it does tend to lean towards more incentives 
around um, bad behavior uh, because there's less risk for that affiliate side. So now you have a lot of concerns and things to pay attention to. Um, so I always like to say people, if they're wanting to do a CPA, just really understand your business, know your numbers, know how to check your numbers and make sure you're checking them frequently, as well as making sure that you're working with a company or business or somewhere where you could stop bad affiliates or they're doing something to even keep bad affiliates from coming on in the first place with your CPA network or, or wherever you happen to be. Yeah, look through. at it like to me, rev share is like the more the maybe the most holistic, right? I'm going to pay you a portion of what this whole funnel is generating and we're all going to share in that overall performance. Um, and then the more as you move payments up the funnel, if you will, to an affiliate, the riskier you can get. Like CPA to me is the next level where it's like, yeah, you're going to pay more of an upfront cost per acquisition on that initial sale. You're hoping the AOV and the lifetime value increases after the purchase to justify that key CPA as the seller. If you go to a cost per lead, right, that opens up even further. Like it's easier to kind of game that as an affiliate, as a rogue affiliate, if you will, to kind of juice that and kind of get payments from that cost per click, right, is even riskier than that. So you kind of, as you go up the channel there, you can open up wider exposure because it's easier to maybe scale a cost per click or cost per lead on affiliate side, but you do open yourself to more risk. And gosh, this is our podcast. I'd love to kind of go into what ClickBank's done on the CPA side to mitigate some of those risks. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think that's really important. Yeah. Before we do that, because that's, that's definitely what yeah. I wanted to lead to, because yeah, there's some of the other cons that I was going to say too, like um, oftentimes, getting processors or places to kind yeah. of live this stuff. So um, most people when they're running CPA to get CPA affiliates, you're going through a CPA network. Um, you might have your own program, but primarily you're probably listed on various networks. Mm -hmm. We won't list all of them out, but um, that comes with a lot of risk, right? You might not have a relationship with who the people are that are promoting your offer because you have some kind of intermediary of a network. On top of that too, attribution sometimes is often a problem because you have to make sure that you're getting proper attribution, proper sales, and how do you get your tracking done, especially on CPA because the affiliates really care, you really care. You don't want to pay too much. You don't want to pay too <laughs> yeah. little, like uh, in terms of the sales they're having, um, definitely just a lot of risks associated with that. So um, the great thing is when we did start ClickBank and doing CPA, not when we started ClickBank, when we started doing CPA on ClickBank, um, we really addressed a lot of the headaches with CPA um, that, that we've already kind of addressed. So why don't you just kind of share with the people why we do CPA a little bit differently, but why it's actually quite a bit better. Yeah, no, it's at first when I saw what we we're doing, I'm like, why are we doing it this way? And then Ashley was kind of, you know, our product lead on CPA was explaining what was happening behind the scenes. Like, oh, that makes sense. And what I love is that, right, we anchor CPA. I think it's, a, is it 100 sales in 90 days? Yeah, 100 or, sales in 90 days, yeah, both. So, yeah, so we want to see 100 sales come through in 90 day, in that 90 day window for us to even turn on CPA in a seller's account to offer that, to start offering that to affiliates. And what ClickBank can do with that data is now we have a pretty good understanding of what that average order value is through that funnel. You've put the cost of goods into those product level settings. So we know the COGS that you're telling us what they are, right? We know the AOV, and we have a pretty good understanding of the refund rate after 90 days. Right. We know it's probably if it's kind of coming at 15 percent or whatever, 8 percent or 4 percent, we kind of know what the average AOV is for this overall offer in ClickBank. And now we can use the ClickBank commission calculator for CPA when you're setting up a CPA funnel to help you back into a maximum number that isn't going to allow your account to go negative. So now you can start, you can kind of go in there with some confidence that, okay, I can go up to this maximum amount with a CPA based on this, what this commission calculator is telling me. And that's taking into account the AOV, the lifetime value on rebills that's in there and the refund rates and chargeback rates. 
and going, this is what you can pay on a CPA without risk of going negative with these affiliates. The other big thing is that the big difference between a rev share model on ClickBank and a cost per acquisition model on ClickBank is rev share, you kind of set your general, like the baseline will always be rev share. So that any general affiliate that's promoting you will be getting a rev share model. And as you set up commission groups, that's for groups of affiliate to get paid maybe more commissions. That's also on a rev share model. With CPA, you're setting it up with one specific affiliate at a time. So you're not opening this up to a wide swath of affiliates at any given point. You're going, hey, Kyle, I want to offer the CPA to you. And you're, we're negotiating what that CPA is. And that is only applicable to you, the C, that affiliate. So now if I need to adjust things on that specific traffic source, it's not going to go wide across a bunch of affiliates and traffic sources and kind of blow me out of the water. I can tighten it up specifically to the affiliates that are on specific CPA tiers. Yeah, yeah. And just to kind of circle back and kind of to, to close the loop on the things mm -hmm. we talked about, one of the first amazing benefits, it addresses a massive problem, which is the, the math problem. Yeah. Um, and to give you guys some context, so when, when I used to run and, and evaluate our CPA or allow, maximum allowable CPA, um, you know, as a director of marketing prior to come back to ClickBank, um, I, it would take me at least two hours to manually calculate what that <laughs> yeah. was, and I'd only do it once a week. Mm. I mean, that was still eight hours every single month that I'd spend just going through numbers to make sure that we weren't, you know, super unprofitable or our C, our allowable CPA that we were targeting. And this was just for our own media buying, right? Right. So yeah. having to do that across various different affiliates just makes me feel like I want to pull my hair out. And ultimately, what you probably end up doing, I imagine a lot of offerers do, is they evaluate it maybe once a quarter. And then they just cross their fingers and hope that the money turns out positive in the end, yeah. right? Um, which is a really scary thing unless you're making so much money that you don't seem to care. But even to me, I'm like, ah, oh, that just sounds <laughs> terrifying every single way. What, what ClickBank does for you is it makes it so at any point in time, you could evaluate on an affiliate by affiliate basis as well as an aggregate level what the performance is, what the maximum allowable CPA is that they can Because you can, can probably do. increase it over time. Yeah. Right? Like if it's looking like, oh, this affiliate's refund rate's only 5% for these funnels, right? Like mm -hmm. um, before the max CPA was X, now it's Y. I can actually increase and incentivize mm -hmm. them to sell more. So it's like, yeah. yeah, and it changes the conversation too. Mm -hmm. When an affiliate comes to you and says, hey, I want you to give me a higher CPA so I could drive more traffic because my margins are getting slim. You say, well, I'll be honest with you right now, like, we need your refund yeah. rates to be lower because that's really what's holding us back from offering yeah. more. So now you kind of have a collaborative conversation where we talked before about that holistic approach. Well, ClickBank's commission calculator allows you to have a more holistic conversation with an affiliate about CPA, which I think is really powerful. And even for affiliates, you now know that if you're running traffic on ClickBank and you have a CPA, you know that those offer owners could have an actual calculated amount of the max that they could offer you and still break even if they're doing all their numbers right and so on and yeah. so forth. So I think that's a really powerful thing, again, because when they say it's the max, you know that that's actually coming through mm -hmm. um, and, and is truthful. So it really creates some transparency and ease for everybody. So everyone really wins. No one loses a bunch of money if they don't have to. Um, and you know, affiliates could use CPA, which might be their preference yeah. in a safe way. I think a big key difference for people to understand of a ClickBank cost per acquisition versus like a CPA network, it's a few key things. One. What we just alluded to is that we're kind of building the CPA off of average order value and lifetime value to kind of pay those affiliates, which means we're kind of paying it off of the transactions as they're occurring anyway, but it's just a fixed dollar that affiliates getting on that initial sale with no clawbacks. Why that's important is because you don't have to pay ClickBank like a big escrow amount 
or get, you're not going to get billed by ClickBank weekly to kind of settle up so we can keep paying those affiliates a CPA like you might have to do on a CPA network. What we're going to do is just build that into the overall performance of the offer so things flow and it reduces the need for like if you look at CPA networks, there's often caps. Affiliates can run like 100 sales initially or 50 sales initially, or there might be only 1,000 sales a week available for affiliates to get paid on. That doesn't apply to ClickBank because we're building it into the offer performance and we're not having to go chase the seller down for more money to now pay affiliates a CPA. So it can be much more scalable than a CPA network would traditionally be. The other big piece is that if your account, oh, go well, ahead. so let's pause yeah. on that, and then we'll go in that other big yeah. piece because I just think that's really, really powerful and great um, mm -hmm. when you think about the fact. And you know, on the affiliate side, you could guarantee and know that you're going to get paid because you don't have this. Oh shoot, we ran into a cash problem, so now we can't load that escrow in. Or hey, we have a bill; somebody's floated something, and and now you're waiting and chasing yeah. down well, dollars. What media buyer wants to be told, "Hey, stop selling on a profitable campaign"? Right? Yeah, yeah. Stop. <laughs> if you selling. pause it on Facebook and you have to restart it, like yeah, always, we have to wait yeah. for cash to settle. It's just yeah. not a good experience. Mm -hmm. No one wants to be told that they need to slow down, and no one also wants to be told that they can't get paid. Those are two things you don't want to have to deal with. Yeah. And ClickBank makes it so you don't ever have to have those questions. Yeah. So. So super, super positive. But let's go on to the next big thing. Yeah, next big thing is cool, right? Is that the baseline of ClickBank is still RevShare, right? That's how most affiliates are kind of getting paid. And the cool part with our CPA model is if, let's say, the account that you're running on ClickBank does go negative for some reason, like maybe you are overpaying a CPR refund spike and it's like before our calculator can catch it or things like that. If it does run negative and CPA turns off, what would happen typically on that other like CPA network would be sales halt, right? You can't get paid on commissions anymore. But what happens there is that you just default to RevShare now, which maybe is not ideal for the affiliate, but it's not like they're not getting paid anymore. So you put that affiliate into a RevShare tier that's going to be close to that CPA and then if something does happen where CPA turns off, it's not like they're just not getting paid for their traffic anymore. It just defaults to a rev share model. Yeah. Yeah. It is a minor inconvenience versus a mitigated disaster. Right. right? Yeah. So I, I think that's huge. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine going into CPA with a higher floor of yeah. what could go wrong. That's really what ClickBank's offering you. And in addition to that, the exact same, if not a higher ceiling that you could get in other networks. Yeah. So if you just want a better CPA system, um, you know, I would tell you ClickBank's the place to do it. Uh, if you really want to make sure your CPA is going to be safe, um, that you're going to be able to have um, unlimited scale with it, that you, I won't say that you won't lose money because there's ways and things you still need to manage in your right? business, yeah. right? Yeah, like, but we could at least give yeah. you the best foot forward to run a CPA campaign without what, just hemorrhaging yeah, and cash. And what's cool, right, is that we're seeing CPA networks actually come onto ClickBank because they can now get paid a fixed CPA and then they can pay their affiliates mm -hmm. a you know a smaller chunk of that. Yeah. So they can arbitrage that a bit. So you're kind of seeing this open up to cross other networks too, which is getting pretty exciting to yeah. see the growth there. Yeah. Um, the so stability of payments, that's yeah. huge. No, so I guess to button this up, in your opinion, what's more profitable, RevShare or CPA? You know, hey, to go back to that question, I'd tell you this, it's where your business is at and mm -hmm. what fits for you. Um, so I think a combination of both is the most profitable is what I would tell anybody. Yeah. So if I was structuring my business, I would have my rev share be out there for people that are just starting out and then they could upgrade to CPA and find the right scenarios for me to offer CPA. But I want to have both. I think as soon as you commit to just one in your business, you're saying no to a certain level of profit. So you need to find places and build out your affiliate program with the option of both. Um, and that's where you're going to get your max profitability.
Yep, I agree. The only thing I'd add to that is to the sellers out there who are anchoring their CPA way lower than what their average rev share is to affiliates. I'd be really looking at that and seeing if that is justified, mm -hmm. right? Because what you're probably finding is that if your average refund rate is actually like 8%, let's say, and you're offering a $50 less CPA versus your rev share, you can probably come up quite a bit on your CPA and still be plenty safe yeah. with the rev share piece. And you can always come up a bit higher and then increase later, right? If you're yeah. finding that for that specific affiliate. Well, if you're insecure, I would encourage you if you're not using CPA and ClickBank, come and come and use it. Run some rev share numbers yeah. through there. Look at what it is on a affiliate by affiliate basis and then let the mystery of math go away and just have the certainty of numbers in a computer that's telling you what it is um, versus you having to use yeah. your own brain and attempting to build a spreadsheet that probably was built wrong anyway. So um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a, a great point though and really, really exciting. So just to kind of finish everything up, guys, both is the right way that you want to go. Um, and I'm just going to say it. I think ClickBank is the best place to be able to do that if you're going to run RevShare and CPA at the same time. Yeah, we're not biased at all. Not so, at all. Yeah. It's not like ClickBank's <laughs> on the name of this podcast, but gosh darn it, you could trust us. So, um, well, fantastic, everyone. Thanks so much for listening today. It's a, It was great having you on and listening. I feel like they're here and we could take up high fives. But continue to um, look out for new content, subscribe, um, rate, review. Give us especially comments on things you want to see um, in all the different ways, whether it's on a YouTube video, it's on our Facebook page. Just tell us what else we could do to serve you. We always want to make sure we're giving you content that's improving your business, improving your life, and hopefully occasionally funny. That's always good too. So um, well, with that, have a good one and we'll see you next time. Yeah, happy scaling.